Welcome to the Smarticle Podcast, where we take a good article and make it gooder. Here we go, Brandon. We all benefit from race-conscious college admissions. Let's not go backward now. This is by James Marisotis. He's an opinion contributor for The Hill. Marisotis is an international leader in higher education, human work, philanthropy, public policy, and he's been Lumina's president and CEO since 2008. Brandon, I feel like you would say this is woke because he likes the, <laughs> uh, you know, race-based college admissions. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. So Tell me he's MAGA then. Tell me he's a MAGA guy. Again, you've missed the point of the woke meter and the MAGA meter. It's giving our audience some sense of who these people are so yeah. they're not like, if they're coming at it with an agenda. He comes at it from, he's in higher education, but he also runs a really successful business. He is, his whole mission is to get as many people with degrees as possible, which is which is cool. I mean, it, it's pretty woke, but it's it's not over the top woke. I mean, he's got a, a good agenda. Uh, um, again, woke means someone that has no ability to look outside of their own wacky agenda. He seems like he can. He wrote a very interesting article on the Hill about why we should maintain race-based acceptances in colleges and universities. So I would probably put him somewhere right in the middle again. Maybe towards, maybe move up a little bit on the woke meter. Maybe, maybe it's six. Okay. Very nice. So fair, Brad. You're so fair. Oral arguments before the Supreme Court recently will provide a dramatic setting to the national debate over the fairness of race-conscious admissions in higher education. Jamie argues, how do we fairly address historic inequities in higher education, no matter how the court rules? Recent polling suggests most Americans support efforts to increase diversity in higher education, but nonetheless oppose using race in admissions. The most conservative estimates say the United States will stop being a majority white nation in slightly less than 20 years. So according to that stat, Brandon, I could see how you could say maybe we don't need race conscious admissions anymore. I don't agree with, but I could see that case. However, I profoundly think a diverse population makes people better to deal with the different changing landscape of our population. But should that be a government mandate for our colleges? I personally don't think so. You think you and I agree. Well, I agree with you 100% that diversity is important. I believe that uh, everything you've said, I agree with. I just, there's something about these artificial things. Now, again, before I go into like why artificial stopgap measures are a bad thing, I mean, ultimately, civil rights isn't, we're not that far removed from the civil rights yeah, act of 1964. Exactly. In my lifetime, people were drinking at different water fountains. I get totally. it. I totally get it. But I also think that there's a problem when you when you don't judge people on their merits. And it's it's such a tricky thing because you could say, well, if this kid went to I remember there's a documentary, I don't know, maybe twenty years ago, and it was in it was based in San Francisco and it was comparing Balboa High School, high school of our friend Jeff Finger, versus Branson High School in Marin. And Balboa High School had one AP class and Branson had twenty one I and, and Branson was obviously a rich kid a predominantly white school or people that wanted to be white, right? So it was so it was a it was an interesting study and in, well if you don't give them the same opportunities, how can we judge them on their merits? And so so I get that. I do. I just think it's a really, really tricky thing to start giving people a leg up based on the color of their skin as opposed to or their, 
you know, their whatever their religion, whatever the thing that we're going to do it on, as opposed to their merits. Now, I've personally, and I could just hear the wokesters out there now going, "Oh, woe is you, white privilege dude." I could tell you in my lifetime, I have received more. And now, again, maybe this is a case where I haven't seen it when it hasn't happened, but I've seen more dis- discrimination against me because I'm a white man than uh, benefits. Now, again, have I gotten benefits? I'm sure that the Wilkesers would jump all over me and say, yeah, you got benefits because you're a tall white guy and you got an unfair advantage. I sat in an office of this lady in downtown Portland, Oregon. Uh, my degree was in government. I was applying for a city job and I had this great interview. I met this incredible I remember she was just really awesome. And we had a great interview. She said, Brandon, uh, this was really great. You're a great guy. And unfortunately, you are the wrong gender and the wrong and, uh, and the wrong sex. Now, she wouldn't have said this now because she probably would have gotten sued. But at the time, it was relatively new. And she was just saying, being honest, she's like, look, at this point, we're only going to hire women and people of color. And this was in 1992 in Portland, Oregon. And I was sitting there going, oh, okay, so I'm, I'm qualified, but I can't get it because of that. So I get it. I'm not saying woe is me, but I don't believe in it. I don't believe you just make these blanket statements and give people a leg up because of their gender or their race. Just to clarify, are you saying we never needed race-based admissions or like now it's done its service? Yeah, I think it's done its service. I I don't – this is a really hard one for me. I'll be perfectly frank. It should be hard. Anybody that's got an easy answer on this is not paying attention. Yeah, I I have to check my own – privilege. I do. I have to check my own white manness. I do. I have to look at this and say, well, am I saying this because yeah. you know, I'm blah, 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 or I've gotten X in it and I'm mad that they're taking my privilege away from me? And I don't think so. I, I want this country to be built on the merit of what it does. Now, we all know that people have been getting advantages forever in this country and will continue to, you know, uh, I was reading some article and they've said that something like 50 or 60% of all Harvard graduates are legacies like that, which means their parents or their grandparents or someone who went there. So yep. Harvard is obviously a school that, that takes people that have, you know, you're, you're in a pipeline. You went to the right schools to get the right education, get the right tutors and the right money and all that stuff. So yes, there is an unfair advantage. So I, th- I think there was a need for this. I'm just not sure I see it anymore. Now I'm just, I could just see people throwing stuff at the, audio device right now, but I just don't know if there is. Okay. So I don't necessarily know at all, but just to push back on you of my 20 year friendship with you. If you look at where the, who is in the prison system yes, and who's going to prison and who's going to college, yes. it's black and brown people that are imprisoning. <laughs> Here's what I guess what I push back as an educator of 25 years I think our entire system needs to be rebooted. I truly well, it's do. not going to happen. No, well, I, I, agree I, I don't you, know if it's not going to happen. Well, they didn't think that race-based uh, acceptance policies would happen. So I do. I disagree. I think it can happen if we desire it to happen. His point was even American businesses are noticing, hey, we're not going to be a white country in 20 years. We are going to be a minority. White people are going to be a minority in this country. Yes. So you better get right with it because it's going to happen. So w- what I mean is... I guess I go to that thing that we we do need prison reform and we need education reform. I don't think that race-based acceptance into college is going to solve the problem of of black and brown people going to prison. I just don't. I I think think what would is better schools when they're growing up. I think the smart people have figured this out. We kind of see this a little bit in my child children's small private school in San Francisco. But you know, figure this out. Super woke, wealthy one. Super wealthy. 
private Princeton school. has figured this out. Princeton says we want to be not only diverse, but we want to be economically diverse. Because here's the thing. In this changing landscape in America, and by the way, the world, it will be a lot more diverse. So if you go to a white school with white kids your entire life, graduate from college and go out to the real world, you will not be equipped to do, deal with the diversity. And Princeton has said, we want to be, we want to teach almost diversity at Princeton so you know how to deal with it once you leave. So I, the onus is going to become on these higher education institutions to bring diversity themselves if the government doesn't do it anymore. Well, right. And they're all hiring a diversity, equity, and inclusion DEI programs or uh, leaders. So, I mean, it is happening. It's happening in every school I've ever worked at. Again, I am absolutely okay. for a diverse population and a diverse schools and everything else. Okay. I, I think we're agreeing up. Here's here's my last little caveat just for discussion on this. Do we? I know this is very controversial, but we've already gotten here and you've already lit everybody on fire, including yourself. <laughs> but don't we owe a little bit to Hispanic, Native, Black people reparations? Not entirely because of how we have treated them historically over the history of our country. And that's what I mean by education reform. Reparations happen when we stop as a, when we recognize as a nation that our schools are a massively important part of our economy. If parents can't go to work because they're worried about their kids getting to school and being safe at school, it hurts our economy, right? So if we would base, if our reparations came and said, you know what? We are going to invest a massive amount of money into our inner city uh, schools, our suburban schools, all our schools. We go to a, a little public school. It's very racially and uh, economically diverse public school here in Buncombe County, North Carolina. You. So um, progressive. And it is so – well, no. What's crazy about it is that the district is so messed up because of funding. Like we have the poorest paid teachers. We can't get bus drivers. I mean these are all real issues. Now – not getting a bus driver does not affect me and Corey. We can afford to go drive over and pick up Maple. We have time in our schedule to do it. But what if you're a mom of three and yep. you're you're relying on these buses to get your kid to school and they can't? So to me, the reparations happen when we as a society say, let's stop with this saying that, oh, it doesn't matter what happens to brown and black kids and and, and, ki and poor kids and start saying we need to invest in them. We need to give them everything we can so that when they come out of school, they are productive members of our economy. Forget about society, economy, because economy drives everything. Well, so here's my point. This is the kind of thing that makes me angry. We know what this is going, right? Those MFers at the Supreme Court are way out of touch with the real world, right? Donald Trump got president, nominated president, which was Illy Curlin's fault. He nominated these conservative ultra people that do not represent the mainstream of our camp. Regardless of what you think about me and facts, they don't represent that Supreme Court as it's currently constituted does not represent the mainstream opinion in our country. They are going to overturn this. This is yes. going away. It's not happening. If they got rid of abortion, which was highly controversial, they are getting rid of this policy. So it is coming. And I'm just so sick of that they're out of touch with how we mostly feel. But ultimately, aren't we as individuals in a democracy responsible for this? Yeah. I mean, the guess, Republic, guess, the De Democratic guess, Party is responsible. Hold on. Number one, it's not popular vote. That's how we vote for president. Right. Number two, all these small conservative states hold the ma majority of American opinions hostage with these lawmakers. Then go so out and change not. it. Go out and change well, it. I don't live in Iowa. I don't. No, no, no. What I'm saying, forget it. Pass, pass amendments. If you're saying that the majority of people want things changed, then go uh, pat, change I just, the rule book. I feel this is what's wrong. This will be our downfall in our country. 
there is a small minority mm-hmm. that is making the opinion for the majority. And yeah. as we just said, that it is becoming a more diverse country in the middle of America is not believing that or realizing the facts. And they're holding on to this and it's fracturing our country. I agree. And I don't know what the solution is other than shift them off to the Yukon. Give them their own country in the Yukon. They can own slaves. They can, you know, have 60 wives. They can do whatever they want to do. They can claim all men as superior. Women will wear burqas. I mean, at at some point, this is going to change because the culture's changing. So I don't know what the answer is in the short run, but I do think that I'm tired of hearing people say, well, there's nothing we could do about it. I'm like, yeah, there is. Get out there and vote. Get out there and make your... Uh, get out there and say, we want a constitutional amendment getting rid of the Second Amendment. Get out there and vote and say, we want to make sure that uh, all schools are funded at the same level as the United States military in the penal system. If you did that... I really, I really appreciate you coming on and say you don't like any diversity in our country and that you want to not let any <laughs> black or brown people into college universities. Thanks you for going on the record and making that a public opinion today, Brent. Oh, Larry. 